name is Jan. Hello, Welcome doctor. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's great to have you. I've known you for a long time. I love both the amazing book behind you. Where's your book? I, I think see. you see it way down here. I see his book. I don't know. Oh, the little bitty one? <laughs> oh, yeah. Arsenal of Hope. Yeah, you, you, you put those sprung for the same size poster. It matches with... egos. This is, this is appropriate. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord. Starting off good, aren't we, Gene? Well, you know, it just shows how long we've been doing, how long we've been doing this together. So we met over the field of PTSD, or hopefully I was trying to change the name to PTSI. So I thought we can start with that. So I have been trying for the last four months of trying to change the name officially. And I just got that happy news from American Security Association that they will not change the name. They don't think there's enough evidence, there's enough harm being produced by PTSI. What do you think of that? I think, you know, it's really interesting as not a doctor or not being a therapist. Um, I think sometimes us, you know, regular folks out there, regular people, we give our opinions and, and folks look at us from your world and they think, well, what do you know? Well, we're the people who experience it. We're the people who live it every day. And I'll tell you, there is a big difference between saying injury and disorder. And for our community, military community, first responder community, we don't respond very well to the word disorder. And in fact, it stops people from getting the help that they need because no one wants to associate in our community with having a mental disorder. People in our community all day and every day know that injury is part of war or it's part of being a first responder. So injury is a natural term it's accepted um disorders not exactly and you know the problem is if you I, i'm sure you've seen some of the horrible statistics that came out instead of 22 suicides actually it's 43 suicides per day and the best way to get people to suicides is to talk about stigma so if you don't want to be stigmatized with the term ptsd right so that's why the term PTSI, you know, Frank Ogbert came up with that. So when people say, you, you don't look really upset about this, I said, well, better men than me failed at this approach before. It was a four-star general, Peter Shirelli, who was in charge of suicide prevention for the army in 2012, and Frank Ogbert, both very famous people. I'm nothing like them, of course. Anyway, so uh, actually I have some ideas that maybe we can do a call to action. I like that. So nothing is, to me, nothing is forever. Nothing is, you know, there's a no, but to me, it's a transient no. I agree. So considering they said no, I will send you their email why they said no. So basically, they're saying there's not enough proof. In order to change the name of PTSD to PTSI or anything in DSM, uh, it's interesting. There's one requirement. Very simple. You need to demonstrate that the current name leads to harm. So if it is to harm, they'll say, oh, we'll change the name. No problem. So let, let's follow that logic, if you don't mind. So I sent them, sent them the DSM committee, a survey I did on 3,000 people, about 1,700 responded to it. And they said, yes, if you change the name, stigma will get better, I'll get treated. So that's pretty straightforward because it's very clear that stigma, stigmatization reduces care, reduces uh, 
helping people from committing suicide. That's a very clear direction. I was so going to say, I have a lot of emails. I have a lot of emails that say the same like thing. That? Mm -hmm. Right. So the question is, I wonder if we can get like a lot of emails. How many do you think you have total? About? I don't know. Thousand, Maybe. 5,000? Yeah. I mean, I, I think we could put a call out on social media and get it just that many, if not more, for sure, yes. because we hear it. We hear it every day when we go to military bases, we hear it. I don't want a disorder. I don't want to be associated with a disorder. I don't want it in my paperwork as a disorder. Thousands of people, thousands and thousands. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. You know, I, I, I don't believe in losing. I'm not, I'm not a good loser. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why I love working with you. You're a travel solver. And then if you think about it, special forces have led the way in many, many ways, right? For sure. There's no reason special force cannot lead the way in mental health. Agreed. They certainly should be better receivers of mental health, as you and I both know. And once to one way to improve that would be to get rid of the stigma, which everybody, I mean, it's like if you ask Pete Shirelli, four-star general, army chief, kind of knows something about it when he listens to soldiers and he says, change the name. I mean, would it, would it cost a lot of money to change the name? Probably not that much money. It doesn't cost anything, in fact. Uh, so my point is, you know, if you read your husband's uh, amazing book there, he talks quite vividly about suicidal things. It's like, if you read that, it's like, whoa, hello. <laughs> if it wasn't for Jen, we wouldn't have that book behind you. So how about this? Why don't you and I start the campaign? And the idea of the campaign would be the following. I've tried. And obviously they said no. So that's just the beginning of the story. Why don't we try to get as many people in military, forget, I tried civilians, I tried to be all of that, just not, not organized enough. And I was able to get a mere 200 letters. I wrote a song, short of me going tap dancing. I, I mean, I don't know what else to do, giving blood, I don't know. Anyway, so what I was thinking, why don't, and it's gonna unfortunately have to be on you. I, I, I've done all I could. So I'm wondering if you can do, I, I'll participate in any way you want me to do. And I'll, I'll give you, I'll send you this video recording. Also. You can do whatever you want with that. Uh, but you can chop it up and send it to every military family we can. Maybe we can get to half a million. If I, I can get to a significant number, then I think I know somebody who works with news media. Hmm. Few people. Probably she was a good blonde that I knew. Hmm. I don't know who that is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think I have led the way. I'm just, I, I think I have a face for radio, as you know. So I think maybe you can collect that. Genius. I'll be happy to be the consultant if you need me. But maybe I've tried. They said All no. Right. Let's you try don't. something different. I mean, how do I, what, what's, what's SOF ideas, right? I mean, it's like, we'll do it. We don't know what's involved yet, but we'll do it. Whatever. Yeah. Everything's anyway, figured out. We'll a new tank, right? We'll make a new rocket or whatever. We'll do it. It'll get done. I know it's going to get done. But I think you and I will make a, quite the combination to them. I'm going to send you their email, and I'll send you. So I'll, also, I'll send you two things. I'll send the email rejection. Okay. I'll also send you what I send to the APA, what they rejected. Perfect. Because you need to do it sciency, right? So I've done the sciency part, and they said interesting, but not interested. Which is to me right now, 
that all happened right after this report of 42 suicides per day came out. I mean, how do we justify that? I'm sorry. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm yeah. just not, not tracking this. No, it's, um, it's really disappointing. It's yeah, really it's disappointing. disappointing. It's, um, I don't know how often people want to hear you. I mean, we have been, we have done speaking engagements where we say PTSI and we've had right. clinical people correct us after literally come up to us and say, it's actually a disorder and right. argue with us on that point. Um, you know, I, again, I'll go back to words matter, terms matter and stigma matter. And we're losing anywhere between 42, I've heard 42 to 48 a day. And so something has to change and it has to be drastic. It can't be these little measures of like, let's try this one little thing. Like we're losing too many people to keep messing around with this. You know, it's interesting. So I, I, I'm, I'd be very, actually, this is a great topic because I'm, you know, I, I like to do slow burn, right? People who just scream and run around, I just not do my stuff. But, <laughs> me neither. You know, yeah, it's not, it's like, that's okay. We'll, we'll get to you eventually. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, I, I don't know, by, by one of my favorite generals in uh, European theater was General Clark. Remember during the Bosnia campaign? Yeah. He said, all the bad people, stay where you are. Don't go anywhere. We will find you. Just hang out. We'll get to you soon. Nothing to worry about. Kind of, that, that was my favorite. It's like so calm. Yeah, we'll find it. Nothing to see here. Anyways, I am curious when they come up to you, uh, big clinicians, okay, whatever mm -hmm. that is, what is the justification? Why is it PTSD as opposed to PTSI? That just, that's the right terminology? Is that? You know what I think it is? I recently just saw a show with, um, I don't know, he's like a, he's a journalist, but he's really into archaeology. And he's come up with all these alternative archaeology theories. And his whole thing is nobody wants to hear him because it goes against their ego. Because these archaeologists have spent their entire careers defending an idea, defending, right. you know, no, 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 this is what it was. Humans were this amount of time. And even though there's evidence proving otherwise, they're like, but that goes against my entire life work. I think to a degree, ego is at play here. And when we say PTSI, someone else is like, hey, I've been a clinician for 25, 30 years. And I know is it a, as a disorder. So who are you to challenge me? Or I'm not going to change my ways. I really think ego has more yeah. to do with it than you may be any right. kind of logical discussion on it. Let, 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 let me give you an interesting perspective. So have you ever heard of uh, Planck, Professor Planck? He got a Nobel Prize in physics like 1925, few years ago. Brilliant guy. Like a, I missed him. Missed that one. Yeah, I know. I wasn't <laughs> around either. But let me tell you why it's relevant. So he got a Nobel Prize for something or other. I don't know. Very famous physicist. He said, science moves ahead in funerals only. If You need to wait people who champion the idea to die, and then it can move ahead. 1925, right? So this was a while ago. So not that I, I, I don't wish death on anyone, of course. But if you look at what's interesting, so I'm now become an expert on the DSM changes. If you don't mind, I'd like to give you a summary of that. Yeah, I would love to. So, so DSM came out because psychiatry has been kind of wild field for a number of years. And psychiatrists, rightfully so, I believe, tried to get it more, more scientific-based evidence, evidence-based medicine. So I think 1952, DSM-1 came out. Stands for Diagnostic Statistical Manual. 
It was, I think, like 40 pages, 50 pages. What's interesting in that particular type, being homosexual was considered to be a mental disorder. Interestingly enough, it was not well received. Further, interestingly enough, there were demonstrations and drama. DSM-2, 14 years ago, later, took that off, shockingly. Anyway, so now we're going forward. So now DSM-3 is when, this is 1980, with PTSD term came out. Then they got the DSM-4 and then DSM-5, right? But what's interesting, between DSM-4 and DSM-5, they changed three or four terms. One of them was learning disability. Turns out when you call somebody learning disabled, it's stigmatizing and it's not good for them, which I think is rational. Anyway, so they changed the name from that, from learning disability to learning alternative learning or something like that. So there was another term, which was conversion disorder, which is not that clear, but the other one was, uh, uh, sexual malassignment or something like that. So if somebody's born a female, but they're actually a male or something like that. And then they changed the name. And again, because there was stigma, stigmatization. So there is a history of changing DSM terms because of stigmatization. So when I asked them the question, that was the question. I said, yes, like I said, there is clear stigmatization. And if you ask people who actually are serving, which is the patients, you should kind of listen to the patients, kind of important, I think. And the answer is like, no, it's a disorder. But, you know, another thing is if you think about it, I mean, so archaeology, you can argue about, you know, Helen of Troy existed, right? You had this, you know, Mesopotamia, whatever, whatever the archaeology stuff, which I don't know that much about. But the history of PTSD is interesting to me, the terminology. The original name was coined by the Romans, I believe. It's called the Tremble, huh. 2,000 years ago. People came back from the wars, trembling, tremble. During the modern era, during civil war, it was called soldier's heart because they, they, they had heart palpitations and they looked pale or what that, right? World War, World war One brought us shell shock. They were sitting in hugs, you know, they kept shelling them, right? World War II brought us battle fatigue and a thousand yard stare, right? People are sitting there like that. And then Vietnam brought us Vietnam syndrome. So in Russia, one of the terms they were using, I don't know if they still use, it's called Chechnya syndrome. So their Afghanistan or their Chechnya was really not right. particularly good, yeah. good experience. And there was specific, I found a website uh, Russian mothers against suicide and Chechnya syndrome. Symptoms are the same, right? Of course. But the point is that terminology is fluid. Yeah. There's no scientific reason that I can think of that says, oh, it has to be a disorder. So tomorrow it could be changed to whatever. The country of Canada is using the term PTSI, post-traumatic stress injury, because they felt or they feel that this demonstrates new information. Now, 1980, the brain scans weren't around yet, right? So that, that was a while ago. But now we have, you know, brain scans, we have this, we have that. So you can actually see the brain change. So you can see the brain change associated with PTSD as opposed to what we were just guessing before, right? Right. So, I, you know, so, so I think the, 
to me, the very simple things that one, stigmatization is very clear, especially the people they should be listening to are the people who are at risk of suicide, like the military. Yes. I mean, it would be a new concept, right? Uh, I bet you Pete Shirelli will probably be happy to help with that. He, he understands a little bit about the army. He's still around. He's only, he's a young man. He's like 75. Hmm. So he's still around. Uh, and then, it. yeah, he, he's a great, what, what an amazing individual. He's really cool. So if you go on my website, itsptsi.com, you can see him wearing my pen. Oh, very cool. Very <laughs> cool. You know, it's interesting that you brought up this terminology. You know, one of the things I hear most from our current warfighters is, why do we have PTS now when the greatest generation did it? That is ah. one of the things I hear most. Really? Is that what they say? Yep. So what's That's your what answer to that? I, you know, quite honestly, some of the research has shown that they were actually the most domestically violent group um, that came after war. So um, I will tell them statistics versus like, no, they weren't. Um, things like they were told to shut up, put up and never, ever bring it up again. Um, and that was part of that generation of quietness. But it didn't mean that they weren't suffering. I know so many people whose parents served in World War II, people my mom's age, who have um, had really difficult childhoods because their their father served in World well, War II. Well, let, let me tell you a story about that. That's in my book, actually, if you're interested. So, so my father was dropping bombs on German ships during World War II. So from his squadron of 10,000, 100 made it home. So he was a charmer to grow up with. He was, you know, talk about w walking in eggshells, we're talking about serious eggshells, right? So eventually my mother killed herself when I was an intern, right? From secondary PTSD. So with all the respect to those people, they were not talking about it, but experiencing it, not talking about two different things. So a lot of them drank, right? They were violent at home. It's the same symptoms. I mean, it's, it's all the same. And it's, I mean, it's like, I think, unfortunately, um, the people who are bringing it up to you, I, my answer would be, how do you know they didn't have it? Right. You don't know that. No. Yes. You know, the people you should ask is the wives. Yeah. They will give it. Well, the, and the like, children, like you. And the children, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm one of those children. I, right. I know exactly what it's like. Right. You know, say hello and they, they come back in a bad mood. You get to fly across the room. In fact, our literary agent, Tom and I both have the same literary agent. Um, his father was a World War II veteran, and he took his life um, when he was 12 years old. So, yes. You know, he had no problems, right? No problems. Everything was fine. Up until Good. it wasn't. No Up injuries there. Yeah, it's terrible. And, and, you know, I'm glad you brought it up all the way back to Roman times, because I'll say that, too. I'm like, you don't think Spartans had issues? Like, nope, I don't. They just... Hyper-masculine, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. No, I, I think, well, let, 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 let's talk about my favorite thing, physiology, right? Okay. So, let, well, let me, first of all, you know, it's kind of, we got off a little bit because I'm a little hot on the collar, just some calmly hot <laughs> on the collar. But the name of the podcast is Brain Hope Reality. So a lot of times people don't understand how the brain works, right? They think they do, but they don't. And without hope, there's no life. So that's why I think you need to understand. That's why PTSD actually rides into it. If you think PTSD is a lifestyle, you're going to have this rest of your life. Why are you going to have any hope? Right. Right. 
So if you have injury that can fix like a broken leg, so, eh, okay, we're good. Anyway, so let's talk about animal models of medical conditions. So when somebody has a broken leg, right, take an x-ray, obvious, no question. When you take a um, picture of the dog's leg was broken, looks the same way. Bones look a little differently, but looks the same way. It's the same skeleton, just looks a little modified. If you take a picture of the rat, broken leg, same thing. Now, if you take a human being and you put them through 9-11, battle, rape, name it, they will all look the same way. They will have 1,000-yard stare, whatever. What's interesting is if you abuse a dog, they will have changed personality. They can't sleep. They become hyper-aggressive or, or completely depressed and not moving. So I was the first one in the world to treat a dog with PTSD using Stella. What? Isn't that crazy? I know. I'll, I'll show you that. I'll send you that link. I want to so see. This dog, he was being trained to be a service dog. Mm -hmm. Somehow he ran across the street, got stuck on the car, got burned, and got caught. So he was a sweet dog before that. They were training to be a companion dog, so you know it'd be good. So after that, he was eating through cages, and he was completely painted. They were giving him Xanax and pot. Hmm. We don't know anybody who gets things like that. Who could it be? Nobody. <laughs> exactly. We don't know anybody like that. He did not drink, though, or smoke, that I'm aware Browns. of. To <laughs> the best of my knowledge, he wasn't smoking. <laughs> Anyway, so we treat him, he, his personality came back. Oh. But the craziest thing is, you know, I, I, read, I read a lot about various experimental things. So in theory, if you have a biological condition, you should be able to replicate an animal, right? Mm -hmm. That's reasonable. So they took, this was in South Korea, they took uh, rats and they did waterboarding to them. That's how you give PTSD. You waterboard them until they can't swim. And they, they go, hopelessness, and they start sinking. Wow. So they fished those guys out. Half got stellate. The other half didn't. One who got stellate, they put everybody back in the water. The ones who got stellate swam out because they're not immobilized. The ones who didn't sink and drown. My point is, PTSD or PTSI is a biologic condition replicatable in animals. Mammals have the same sympathetic system, so that's why it's a biological change. It's not a weakness of soul. It's not whatever. It's just somebody beats you half to death or you lose half of your group. What? <laughs> why wouldn't you get it? And why not admit it and knowing that there is a real pathology goes on, but it's reversible. Point is, if you know what to do, it's reversible. It doesn't mean just stellate. I mean, stuff, obviously, I know something about. But there are other treatments, such as get care. If you're by yourself and saying there's nothing to do, it's your lifestyle. I'm going to live like this forever. Your life's probably going to be short. The other thing is having this, PTSD, the chance of uh, cardiac arrest or death from cardiac conditions is twice as high. I don't know if you knew that. That does not surprise me. Well, it gets not better. Fine. Turns out, you can measure how fast people age. You know, mm -hmm. people talk about lifespan and health span. Yeah. Lifespan is how long you live. Health span is how healthy you are. So you can monitor people's aging speed using biological clocks. So hardware clock. 
the best one of those is called Grimage. So if you take a DNA of somebody, you can predict when they're going to die with high certainty. So if somebody has severe PTSD, their biological clock is going quicker. But if you can reverse PTSD, you can reverse part of it back. So we're doing that study right now, actually, on special forces. Are you? Mm -hmm. I'd like yeah, to my, see the my, results uh, of the study. Is... I'd like to see the results of that study. Well, me too. It's been, it's been a little bit of a challenge, but uh, because always we don't, we don't have enough funding to do this, whatever. That's a different story. But so far, we've gotten four people, so we're going to have at least some data points. That's and great. the idea is if you can, if people start thinking about it, it's like, hold on, PTSD or PTSI is making me age. I think I should treat it and I can live a better life biologically. We're not saying because, oh, it's not nice to have PTSD. It's nice not to scream at the children or beat the wives or whatever. Yeah. No, because it's biology. It just is. But people are not real. Somehow I don't want to recognize it. This is 2023, almost 2024. Oh. You know, medicine has changed in the last 2,000 years just a smidge, I hope. Change. Yeah, but <laughs> certain things clearly <laughs> have not. Certain things take a little bit longer to catch up on. Well, it just needs more persistence. But I really think uh, if you lead the charge, you'll do a better job than me. I, I, I have failed. We'll just do Maybe. it together. Yeah, I, I will be happy to help as much as I can. But I think, and I, by the way, I, I got a new, uh, I have a bunch of pins coming in, PTSI pins. Awesome. So I'll send you some. If you could text me your address, I, I will. will send you more pins. I will. But I think, yeah. if, I, I think it'd be a great idea to do it. And I think we have, you know, at the end of the year, media likes to have warm and cuddly stories. Yeah. Sure I think do. this would be a really good thing. You know, it's like, let's help our families, not, not just the veterans. Everybody goes to war, including the kids, right? I mean, 100%. you know better than I do. And let's try to help them at least. If they, if the civilians people do not want to accept the term PTSI, that's fine. Maybe right. we just start with the military. Start with yep. something. We got to, we got to start somewhere because just blatantly saying no. I, I appreciate your thought, but at this time we're not interested. I mean, yeah, we started using it. We use it at our organization. We use PTSI. Yeah, I know right. other organizations have started adapt. Like you said, Canada's using it. I know back in like maybe 2017. I was doing research and I found Canada at that time, and maybe they're not using it anymore, was using occupational stress injury. And that's they the first that. time I ever saw that. And I thought that's a game changer right there, calling it occupational stress injury, because that's what it is. You know, it, yeah. I know they apply that to their first responders and military, but I'll tell you, I have civilian friends, mm -hmm. including my mom, who has PTS, who will not associate with PTSD. She does not want to have a disorder right. at all. You know, she's a civilian as it comes. So I don't know how the percentage of people who raise their hand and like, hey, I want to have a disorder. Like I'm going to some people will wear that as their badge of honor and, and they will take right. that, but not most. And so, well, I, I think a lot of people, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> I, I think a lot of people basically are so used to it. Another part is yeah. people are so used to terminology. You know, even now, when I when I write medical papers or other thing, I go PTSD slash PTSI, right? Because if I use the term PTSI, even if you define it, people go, I don't know what that is. I know. So it's like okay, then let's 
can we then maybe make a compromise called PTSD slash PTSI? It's going to be a beginning getting your foot in the door. Yeah. The cool thing about DSM change, it can happen anytime. Yeah. In the past, it's been one and two, two and three, three and four, four and five, 12 year periods. Now it's a rolling change. So if you have somebody else sends this in with more information, maybe they'll change it then. Yeah. I mean, I certainly, I'm not interested in the credit of it. I just like it to happen to save people's lives. 100%. In I fact, my book, question. they wouldn't publish it with PTSI. That they wouldn't. wouldn't. No. Nope. They said the correct term is PTSD. And so they literally would not publish my book without the D in it. And it was like, well, I need my book published. So there's a little yeah. spot in the beginning of my book saying, at our organization, however, we use the terminology PTSD and PTSI, but for the publishers, here we go. PTSD. You know, you, you have to do the right things. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Sometimes. Wow. That's fascinating. <laughs> well, I mean, I was going to talk to you about something totally different, but I think this is a much more, I think is how often... You know, to me, what's really cool about all this, there is an opportunity to do something now that have, will have a very long tail. Yeah. And can have a global impact. Agreed. Like, it's funny. So let me tell you a funny story. So I was an XPRIZE. Ever, ever heard of that XPRIZE? They give away no. like $100 million to do like massive flight to space or change, mm. water in Africa, whatever, something like that. So I was out there for whatever reason. And then I ran into Prince Henry, Prince Harry. So he oh. used the term PTSI. Oh, he so did? I came up to him. Yeah. I came oh. up to him and I said, I understand you're using the term PTSI. He said, well, yes, it's not a disorder. It's an injury. It should be changed to PTSI. So I gave him my pen. He says, oh, it's special. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. That is like hilarious. Like he was trying to convince me to change the name. He's telling you all the reasons why. He's like, I got a, I got a pamphlet on it. Read this, right. doctor. Of, yeah, of all, of all, exactly, of all the people in the world to explain to me. I know, <laughs> that's awesome. Yes, I is. Oh, my God. I was dying of laughter. I think it was hilarious. Is that an England thing or is that a... X-Prize? California, so I don't know anymore. It's like, are they using that term in England now then? Do you know? No. No? No. no. Just the prince. No, I mean... No, definitely not. So I'm trying to get into, because the Commonwealth countries, they're all connected. So you got New Zealand, Australia, England, and Canada. Those are all potentially can change it, but I, I don't understand the politics of that stuff. And, yeah. you know, if you think about APA is an American organization. Right. It's not a global, it's not like who or anything like that, but they wield a lot of power. And, and you know, mm -hmm. I... I wish them the best. I just want to save people's lives. And I would, I would have, a, have an interesting debate, whoever makes a decision. When you, it'd be them, me, you, 10 guys from the unit. Well, let's see what happens. Let's see what kind of, how, where would they will go. I'd be curious to see, well, you know, you don't understand. What do you mean you don't understand? There's no reason. There's no, like, there's no absolute research that says, PTSD is this immobile granite definition. Nothing like that exists. It doesn't exist because it's, a, it's just a term. What's a disorder? I, I don't know what that means. Can you, I mean, can you have a broken lug disorder? What does that mean? 
You know what? Don't, I don't know don't. either. We asked one time because this therapist was getting kind of real fired up. And she said, it is a disorder. And I kind right. of said what you said. Well, what defines a disorder then? And she said, well, it's when your behavior affects everyone else in the house um, or everyone else in your life. What? That was her definition of disorder. Well, I mean, you know, you, you, you can slice it any way you want to. But I mean, the point is, it's not really defensible. Right. And I'm like, wow. wow. I said, what about the brain scans with where you can see the injury? Like you can see the injury of PTS. There's biomarkers where you could see the inflammation. There's multiple ways now where we can look at the biology of a human being and tell that trauma yeah, impacts yeah, their life and causes an injury. And they still well, come back with, well, it's a disorder. Exactly. But but it's a visible disorder. Well, you know, people talk about invisible wounds, right? I right. call it, it's invisible if you have the wrong scanner. Yes, we don't say that anymore. Scanner, you can see it. We don't say that anymore. When we started in maybe 16, 17, we started saying the invisible wounds of war. We took that right off after Tom had his brain scan. We're like, well, it's right there. Not there invisible. you go. Yeah, you, you always knew Tom has holes in his head, but we actually have proof. <laughs> yes. I always said there was something up there. Surprise. Yeah, but he's not even here to pick on, but <laughs> there he is. <laughs> so, but in all seriousness, I think we should do that. Let's do it. If you don't mind, let, let's do it. And uh, I will send you this. Feel free to cut it up, chop it up any way you want to. Obviously, I'd be available for any kind of thing. But I really think, let me send you a like a more formal email. And if you can kind of think about which journalists may be receptive to that. I know a few. Because, you know, like I, I was in Chicago Tribune yesterday. Interestingly, mm -hmm. the same day my opinion piece came out in Trib is when I got the rejection letter. Oh. That Good day, lovely. bad day. Mm. It's the beginning of the end for PTSD. We're going to melt this baby down yet. I love it. I like um, that graphic. Yeah, thank you. So I'm going to text you that. All right. Um, and then I, I will ask you two things, if you don't mind. As long as you're on the computer, send me your email so I can send it right back to you, send the relevant stuff. Okay. I was wondering also if you can introduce me to your um, agent. Yeah. I want to write a book. I want to call it It's PTSI. I love it. I will absolutely. And maybe you can contribute a chapter or two to that. Fabulous. Would that be fun? No, I'd love to. I think it's it's huge. And we can put stories of the people. I think something like a mixture of all secure yeah. and then Ashton of Hope and Invisible Machine. My I was going to say, where's Invisible Machine? It's visible. It's right here. <laughs> <laughs> it's no longer right. invisible. Thank you. But if you combine all three of those things, I think we can have a kick, and it doesn't have to be huge, but a lot of those arguments, I think they're made in print, may be helpful. And I think combining our capability, all of us, I think it'd be really amazing. That's why I, I love special forces. Me they, too. They, they achieve things. They really do. You that, know, our actually, therapist, our therapist never worked with military before, St. Louis therapist, ooh. and never worked, well, maybe military, but never special operations. And we were her first couple and she's phenomenal. We've hired her. She's our lead therapist. But the the funny thing is she once we started handering all of these soft couples, she was like, Oh my gosh, these 
this is amazing. Like I give them homework and they actually do it. Like my civilians, I'm like, you should do this. And next week, and they're like, well, my cat had the cold, so I couldn't. She's like, every excuse I'll hear. She's like, those guys put their butts in the seat and they like, well, I did that every day. Plus I did three more things. Like, she's like, it's phenomenal. You know? Oh, yeah. SOF is my favorite patients because they want to get better. Yep. And they're like, I was like, hey, my hoarders is... I want more hoarders. I mean, they're so competitive. It's hilarious. Yeah. Right? But it's part, it's part of the culture. It's very true. Well, cool, Jen. We will do it. So if you don't mind, I'm going to start bugging you. I think All we should time. get into it. And I think we should do it sooner than later because the time is now. Because the data just came out about suicide rate. Yeah. They're saying no just came out. This happened like within 24 hours. And I think if you send those two things as well as send my uh, opinion piece. I think those three things, like, this is not evergreen story. They don't want evergreen stories. That's a boring. But it's like happening right now. Yeah. I think it'd be right. fascinating what we can do with that. And maybe it'll just go, oh, by the way, you know, that opinion we made, I think we were wrong. Let's, let's change it. I think so. It's possible. Right? It's Anything's possible. possible. Yeah. That's what exactly. I live by. I know. You just need persistence. I, I have persistence in spades and so do you and your husband Oof. let's go get it nice to see you my friend nice to see you thanks buddy